And welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. You can feel free to email the show directly, KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. I hope everyone is having a great week. Happy Friday to all of you. We are just about halfway through the fantasy football season here, heading into week seven. And what do your teams look like after six games? Are you five and one or four and two, ready to put the foot on the pedal and race toward a possible bye week in your playoffs? Perhaps you're three and three or two and four, and part of a huge log jam somewhere in the middle of your league standings. Whatever the case may be, there is still time to bolster your lineup and set yourselves up for success. It will get increasingly more difficult now with the bye weeks here in full force. There are six teams that will not play this weekend. And of course, that's a ton of fantasy players that will not be available. It is just mind-blowing. The Chargers, Vikings, Cowboys, Steelers, Jaguars, and Bills all on by this week in week seven. That means you will be without the services of Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, James Robinson, Tony Pollard to a lesser degree. And that's just the running back position. Quarterbacks that are off include Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. Top wide receivers that will be missing in action this weekend will be Mike Williams, C.D. Lamb, of course, Amari Cooper, both guys from the Vikings, Thielen and Jefferson, all of the Bills and Jags pass catchers as well. That's a lot of scoring to have just sitting there riding the bench because you're not going to drop most of these guys, certainly. But here we are. And that's one thing I do want to say before we go any deeper into this. Take a quick look at your waiver wire and see who might have been dropped due to roster considerations. If the benches are smaller, somebody may have needed a running back, but they're heavy on wide receiver, and maybe they dropped somebody like a Robert Woods, uh, for example, somebody that's not performing that well. But, uh, you know, LaVisca Chenault is another guy. I had to drop him in one of my leagues. It just was the way it was. Maybe somebody dropped, even though he's been doing well lately, Emmanuel Sanders might have been dropped in a league to make room for somebody. So there are things that could have happened here, and you might as well zoom in and scoop them up. Trust me, it's better to trot somebody out there that's going to score zero points for you or less than that in one week if you're able to score somebody really good. And Robert Woods has the potential to do that. He won't be a league winner, and he's just one. Tyler Lockett might be another one. Even though he's not on by, given the Geno Smith situation, Corey Davis might have been dropped last week and you could have gotten him. So you get my meaning. Check your waiver wire. See what's available there. They might be available to be scooped up and you can add them right away to your bench this week. And as you know, that limits the panic of having to scramble to fill your rosters for the key matchups throughout the the rest of these bye weeks. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is no need to roster a backup tight end, quarterback, kicker, or defense. There really isn't. There's no defense that's that good unless it's the Patriots of 2018 or 2019, a couple of years back, I think it was 2019, where they were just outscoring most running backs in a given week. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You don't need these extra positions. Just 
swap them out as needed. Save your bench and stockpile running backs and wide receivers so that you can weather this storm. That is exactly what I've done. All of my teams in the five leagues that I'm in all have at least six running backs and six wide receivers so that I could just mix and match as need be. Today, we're going to focus on the bye week replacements, basically streamers that you can pick up and put in there as a, as a replacement. Now, hopefully your bench is secured, like I mentioned, but if you're banged up and you're trying to hold on to injured players or a lot of players on by and you just don't have somebody and you need to stream, maybe you can drop, if you have an extra quarterback, drop them and pick them up later. If you, if you some reason or another have a backup tight end, do that as well. But these are guys that you can pick up and put right in your lineup. And then we'll talk about uh, a couple, at least, of early week eight waiver wire additions, you know, the beat the waiver wire candidates that could be available for you to add now as well, where, uh, you know, the price is free on them. Well, before we get into any of that, I do want to remind you that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of Skull King Podcasting Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports for coverage on all major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, boxing, MMA fighting, and you name it. There is also a fantasy football section with all the tools that you need to be successful. So make sure you check it out, www.skullkingsports.com. As I mentioned before, there are six teams on by, which means there are several key positions that need to be filled. Now, if you listen to my Beat the Waiver Wire podcast over the past few weeks, you might already be prepared for this by Mageddon. Now, I'm recording this on Thursday night, so uh, Dearness Johnson is uh, getting ready to play for the, the Browns, so I don't know how he would have done. I'm mentioning him because... He is one of those names that you could have gotten for free instead of wasting fab or a waiver priority, and you could have him on your bench. I'm starting him in a couple of leagues, if we're being honest. But over the course of the last few weeks, there have been several names I've thrown out there that have become every week starters that you could have gotten basically for free. So let's start at the running back with one of my beat the waiver wire guys, and that was Khalil Herbert. A few weeks back, you might remember that David Montgomery was knocked out of the game late, and um, we knew it was going to be a bad injury, and everybody looked to Damian Williams, rightfully so, as the heir apparent in that backfield. Khalil Herbert, I told you, going into the next week, was a stash candidate because Damian Williams does get hurt and he doesn't handle a huge workload and he had gotten roughed up in that very game. Lo and behold, Damian Williams didn't even make a full game before Khalil Herbert became at least uh, half owner of that backfield. Now Damian Williams was out last week. He may be out again this week. I will have an update on Saturday morning regarding the injuries and that covers COVID as well. Khalil Herbert is set up now to have a very good um, a very good workload this week. The matchup isn't great. He's going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are rough on running backs, but he's the only game in town out of this Bears backfield. So only being owned in 61% of ESPN leagues, to me, that's absolutely astounding. That shouldn't happen. If he's available in your leagues, you pick him up and you use him unless you have a better option. Alex Collins, I've been talking about him for several weeks. He was a beat-the-waiver-wire guy for me. 
I picked him up back in week three. Carson has been often hurt, and now he is on IR. Once I heard that was a neck injury, I wasn't buying the fact that it was day-to-day or whatever. Neck injuries are no joke. Sure, Collins did get hurt last week against the Steelers. It's not thought to be serious. He's only rostered in just over 50% of leagues, so he could be available out there. I expect him to play Monday. Now, it's a it's a, a, a sketchy proposition. If he's ruled out, you don't want to go into that with uh, with no running back. But if you have to and you're, you're stuck, you can put him in there. This one is going to hurt to say, and it's just scary altogether. And that's Devontae Freeman. Freeman has been great over the past three, well, two weeks really for the Ravens. And while he's certainly not going to be a league winner, he's somebody that, for the time being at least, could be in line for a a, a larger workload. Latavius Murray doesn't look like he's going to play this week. So Freeman could be worth a start. He's only owned in about 6% of leagues. Again, not a league winner, but getting you through the bye weeks If he's going to get the lion's share of the carries in a run-heavy offense, he could sneak in a touchdown here and there, and uh, he might be a—he's a a decent pass catcher, always has been. So he could be utilized in that short passing game as well for Lamar Jackson and company. J.D. McKissick is a guy that's continuously overlooked. Even with Antonio Gibson playing, he has standalone value as a low-end flex. Gibson is limited now. He's questionable for Sunday. He's got a couple of injuries here. You know, he's got a broken bone in his shin or a fracture in his shin. That's painful enough. He's got another injury that that he's nursing. He may even play. I understand that. But McKissick, again, has standalone value. Think back a few years ago to Theo Riddick and Chris Thompson and guys like that who were still getting uh, work out of the passing game. Uh, uh, Tariq Cohn's another guy. McKissick reminds me a lot of Tariq Cohn. He's not quite as explosive, but he's definitely a similar type player. He needs to be owned and can be started as a bye week filler rest of season for any team. Michael Carter is another one of those guys that he's a forgotten sleeper from the preseason. He got off to a slow start, didn't see much action. Tevin Coleman was there and Ty Johnson. And, you know, the first few games looked a little dicey for Carter. But now he's become the primary back for the Jets. And while that in and of itself caps his value, I mean, the Jets are no juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. He is coming off a bye and only rostered in 64% of leagues. He is a great bye week filler for you. Chris Henderson, just to throw a name out there, you know, friend of the podcast, a league mate of mine. He's starting him in our League of Goons. So you can go ahead and feel free to do that. Now, the first guy I want to talk about is playing now. So if you're listening to this, most likely you can't grab him without spending a waiver priority. But I'm thinking he won't get picked up because he never has. It's four or five weeks in a row that he's put up decent numbers, and yet he's still available in 59% of leagues, and that is Tim Patrick. He's giving you double-digit fantasy points in every single game except for one this year. Some of that was even before Jerry Judy got hurt. He's an excellent streamer this week and moving forward. Certainly, he's one of uh, Teddy Bridgewater's favorite targets there. I know Judy will come back. I think that'll hurt uh, Cortland Sutton more than it's going to hurt Tim Patrick. So Tim Patrick is somebody that hopefully he'll pass waivers again, which I think he will. He does every week, and you can pick him up uh, next week. 
Amonra St. Brown has gotten at least seven targets in his last three games for the Lions. Coach Dan Campbell has called out Jared Goff to, quote, be better. Okay, well, in a revenge game against his former team, Goff could have his best outing of the season. Now, I'm not calling for that to happen. I I don't know. But the Rams will be scoring on the, the Detroit uh, defense because, honestly, it's a revenge game both ways, right? Um, Matthew Stafford used to be, obviously, the Detroit quarterback. So this could be a very interesting thing with the quarterbacks having switched teams. But either way, Goff could have his best outing this year. I expect Brown to have a good game. And if Goff elevates his game, Brown could have a breakout performance available in 85% of ESPN leagues. If you need wide receiver help and you have some of those guys I mentioned on by, grab them, plug them in. I tried to get him in the League of Goons. I could not, but I did get him elsewhere, and I am starting him. AJ Green, another guy that I'm surprised is on this list for me. But you cannot argue with the fact that he's got six targets in five games played this season for an explosive offense in Arizona, and he's got three touchdowns to boot as well. He is just as involved in this offense as any other wide receiver. I don't understand why he's still out there in 63% of leagues, but... Again, if you need somebody, Kyler Murray is playing at an MVP level. That team looks unstoppable unless they play at Buffalo. And honestly, as a pure football fan, I'm putting it out there right now. I really want to see Arizona Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I really, really do. I pray that happens. That will be the one of the more exciting games to, to watch. And for all of you Bills fans out there, I think I will uh, have to go with the AFC and root for the Bills. But anyway... I digress. T.Y. Hilton is a guy that if he plays will be more than passable for you as a replacement streamer. In fact, he is flex worthy, if not wide receiver too worthy rest of season barring his health. He returned from the IR last week. He had a really good game. He did get banged up and is questionable this week. So you'll have to, you know, watch it, but he could be worth a look and he's available in a lot of leagues out there. Now, this one is, I don't want to say a dart throw because I, I do believe in the player. I just don't believe in the situation. That's Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. He returned from IR last week. He immediately garnered six targets from Jackson. He's very talented and figures to be the number two option out of the wide receiver core. Yeah, Mark Andrews is there as well, but they're not throwing a ton to the running back. So he's going to be at worst the third option here available in 86% of ESPN leagues. Bateman is definitely somebody that's worth. If you don't play him this week, which you certainly could, definitely stash him. Darnell Mooney. I, I, I couldn't even believe when I saw this that he was available in, uh, he was only rostered in 41% of ESPN leagues. That's ridiculous. Coming off a game where he had eight targets and a touchdown, he should have been rostered everywhere to begin with. He should have been picked up this week. And to make matters worse, they're going against a terrible Buck secondary. So Mooney is poised and ready to have an explosive game. He's doing as much in this passing or receiving game as uh, Allen Robinson, and yet he is on the waiver wire. I can't figure it out. I wish he was on the waiver wire in some of my leagues, but unfortunately... A lot of the leagues I'm in, they listen to me, so they pick up these players. That's a problem I have, but it's a good problem to have. It means I'm getting some things right. And 
We'll talk more about that on Saturday because I'm, I'm going to go over some predictions I made, good and bad. So I will call myself to task on one of the ones I got wrong. But we'll see how we're doing so far this year. But that's on Saturday. Meanwhile, some other wide receivers to mention here real quick. Christian Kirk involved in a high-powered offense. Khalif Raymond out up there in Detroit. He's the second fiddle to Amonra St. Brown, but he's still getting targeted. And Marquez Callaway, right now the number one guy for the Saints, all worth rostering and streaming. Tight ends will mostly be boomer bust, but you could see about maybe picking up Mo Ali Cox, who has been getting touchdowns as of late. Ricky Seals-Jones looked good, though he's questionable. We'll talk more about him on Saturday. Zach Ertz still only owned in 60% of leagues, so he's somebody that's now the primary tight end in Arizona that you could pick up. Or maybe even Hunter Hurst-Henry up there in New England, who is starting to separate himself from Jonu Smith. As for quarterbacks, guys that aren't universally owned that are worth streaming, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Tua Tagliavoa, and... Jameis Winston, all there topping the list. And yes, I know. Tweet it out to me if you want. I don't pronounce Tua right. I try. I can't do it. I've given up. And that'll do it for the bi-week replacements. I kind of figured streamers in there as well because it's really what you're doing. So it's kind of merged together this week. Next week, we'll be back to the usual format with with the streamers being separate from everything else. Uh, But it really just depends. And it really depends on the space that you have. Hopefully that helped you guys to find some bodies to fill out your rosters. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you're even running one at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. They have all the tools you need to set your business up for success. You can find samples of their custom work on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Whether it's a new site from scratch, upgrades to an older website, or custom artwork such as banners or logos, Bove Design has got you covered. Hit up Rob the Owner on Instagram at bove.design and check everything out there and let him let you know what they could do to help your business out. It's B-O-V-E dot design. Now let's talk about some of those early Week 8 waiver wire additions. For those of you who don't know, These are players that are widely available now, but have a good chance of putting up really good numbers this week, which would make them waiver wire targets on Tuesday. This would force you to spend FAB, which is free agent acquisition budget, or burn a high waiver priority and go back to the end of the line. We talked about Elijah Mitchell a few weeks ago on how you shouldn't do all that, and it could blow up in your face. But these are guys that you can get now and have them on your team and not have to waste that. There are no specific order and there's only a handful, like there's only three this week. And that's because of the bye weeks. You don't have a lot of space and there's just not a lot of teams playing. But we talked about this guy already and that's Amon St. Brown. He's already scoring double digit points each week. And one of these weeks, it could be this week. He might find the end zone a few times and have that blow-up game that's going to have everybody talking about breakout performance. Grab him now. Put him on your bench. You could do a whole lot worse if you're hanging on to guys like Curtis Samuel. It pains me to say this, guys. If you're holding on to these these players, Curtis Samuel comes to mind. Will Fuller comes to mind. Um, Kenny Galladay, who's questionable for life. You, you know, even Darius Slate and some guys you think might come back. 
Pick up a minor of St. Brown. I'd much rather have a healthy guy who's the number one for his team than guys who are broken down. So make sure you you take a look at that. And if he's available in your league, drop those guys for for St. Brown. This next name might surprise you. It surprised me when I did the the homework on it. But watching the player play, I, I can't really deny that he looks good. While nobody was looking in Miami, Salvan Ahmed led the Dolphins in carries versus the Jags in a close game. It was a close game where Tua looked good, and the the Dolphins were defensively they lost, sure, but offensively they they played fine. I understand that trusting a running back in this bizarre committee in Miami is not something you want to do, but in deeper leagues or if you have a deep roster spot, it might be worth kind of taking them and stashing them for a week or two. You might see a situation where something happens. Who knows? We don't, none of us know, especially when I like Miles Gaskin so much, and I still do. Ahmed had some juice. I can't deny that. So it might be some six, he's rostered in only 6.5% of leagues. So my goodness, pick him up. The third guy is a guy that I was down on, and, you know, and that's Brandon Ayuk. He was. I warned you about him in the draft. Don't draft him. I didn't like where he was being drafted. He was way, way overvalued. That said, he is one of only three pass catchers in this offense, and one of the other two was actually hurt. So if anything happens to Debo Samuel, Ayuk immediately becomes the main guy there with George Kittle out for who knows when. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. This team needs to start winning. I would not be at all surprised if he has a good game this week coming off of uh, with Jimmy G coming back into the situation, uh, coming off of their bye, and he uh, comes out of the gate and, and becomes a waiver wire pickup next week. Again, it's all speculative and you're taking a chance, but it couldn't hurt you to have a look. Well, guys, that's going to do it. For today's podcast, I will be back, as I mentioned, tomorrow, which is uh, Saturday, if you're hearing this on Friday. I will be releasing it very, very late on uh, on the East Coast anyway, on Thursday. But if you're listening to it on Friday, it'll be tomorrow. Either way, it'll be Saturday morning. I will go over all of the injuries, give you as much of an update as I possibly have. And then I will talk about uh, the podcast in general, what the strengths are, and uh, we'll do, kind of take the temperature of how, some of the picks I did. And you, you call me out on them. If they're, I'm not right about everything. But I did have a, a lot of calls that I do want to talk about because I am doing fairly well this year. So, again, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. You guys make the show worth doing. Hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll or email the show, KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. You guys rock. Thank you to Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing music, Matt Bacon for the color scheme and concept, and Bove.Design. Rob, thanks for the logo, man. It looks sharp. You guys have a great night. Enjoy your football if it's Thursday night, but enjoy your weekend. I will catch you on Saturday, and keep doing everything that you can do to be in total dominance of your competition. Never again today. Don't do it.